Hello. Hello. My name is Matt Armando. I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD with Matt Emily. Hey Matt. Uh, hey. hey Matt. Hi, how are you? Um, this is an exciting episode for lots of reasons, but before we get into why it's exciting, can you tell the listeners and me what this podcast is? Oh man, I hope I, I hope I can keep from spoiling the interesting thing as I do this. This is TBD. Uh, TBD with Matt and Emily. <laughs> it is the premier podcast about tea and friendship. Now, what does that mean? Okay, well, uh, sometimes, occasionally, rarely, we have uh, a, a guest on the, the podcast, but I don't need to talk about that because for the last, I mean, for the last, uh, whatever, eight months, it's just been you and I. Emily and I, Emily and I are good friends. Uh, we get on here, we exchange um, topics that we haven't disclosed to each other um, ahead of time. So we're, we're surprised. That's, that's the TBD to be determined. Um, Emily would find out my topic. I could find out hers, depending on which of us had uh, the topic on that week. Meanwhile, that whole time, we're also drinking tea because Emily and I, you know, more than friends, we're, 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 we both like tea. <laughs> and so we're going to just drink tea the whole time and talk about the tea we're drinking. Um, is that a general summation of what this podcast is about, Emily? I think it sounded pretty good. Can I get to the interesting part now? Let's, let's, let's make it interesting this week. Now, you said the thing about how we haven't had a guest in eight months. And I, I tried to do some math because that sounded like it was way too long of a number. But it seems like it might be closer to nine months since we've had a guest. Just so you know, I did some math on my fingers. Mm. Um, but we have a guest today. What? Yeah, we have a guest what? today. Is this for yeah. real? It's for like real. Somebody that isn't you or I is going to yeah. be on this podcast? Yeah. That's wild. In fact, in fact, they're here right now. They're Hello. on a Zoom call. And this, that voice you hear is Corey Lewin. Hello. Wow. Hello. I'm going to pretend I didn't know you were here, but you were on the of my screen this whole time. <laughs> That's true. This is true. I was trying to keep quiet, you know, keep the mystery. Yeah. I actually Corey. didn't realize, oh. I didn't realize that you guys hadn't had a guest. I didn't realize it was going to be the first the first guest in months. I'm excited about that. You're the first, uh, something, some, you might be aware of this. Something happened in this country mm. um, in March. I mean, Did it really it started in 2019. That's where the 19 comes from. Uh, but there, this little problem occurred and we had one last guest way back in March. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe April, technically, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, I haven't had a guest since. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't, I haven't read the news much, so I must've missed that, but. Yeah, well, I like to think that Emily and I were just trying out a little thing. <laughs> what happens if we don't talk to people? Eight months. <laughs> For eight months. Um, um, yeah. Boys, how are you guys doing today? Wow. Yeah, I'm doing well. It, it's just interesting to hear you not just say, Matt, how are you doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing fine. I'm doing, doing great. The same. Yeah. We got a guest. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I've been waiting for the uh, for the TBD invite for quite some time. So I'm I'm not only am I excited to be on here, but the fact that I'm the first guest in a while is it's extra special. Yeah. I knew if we had virtual guests, you'd have to be the first. Because <laughs> normally you're in Connecticut. That's which is yeah, no, that's exactly where I am. But well, that's where you are now. Right. Not just, oh, not just in over Zoom. <laughs> right. We can have guests from like anywhere in the country. Yeah. <laughs> that's the new thing. <laughs> True. Only um, this country, though. I stand by that. <laughs> um, 
Um, I do want to check in with you both about one thing. How are your Thanksgiving leftover situations? Because I am currently swimming in mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, all gone, uh, I think. Well, maybe technically we have mashed potatoes left, but had reheated some of it yesterday, or most most of it was left yesterday, and that 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 was that was that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, we had it last night for dinner. Still didn't quite get through it had some for lunch and we're still just, we're kind of like at that awkward stage now where there's like not enough for a full meal, but like mm-hmm. a little too much for a snack. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're getting there. I still have half of a pumpkin pie. Ooh, it's a good problem to have. It is a good problem to have. I also made muffins out of my cranberry sauce. Ooh, that's interesting. Cran- cranberry muffins are a top tier muffin in my book. <laughs> they, I will say they need more whole chunks of cranberry to bring them to the top level, but my cranberry sauce wasn't chunky enough, I guess. Mm. Too blended, do you think, or something? I don't know how you made them. <laughs> it. Too blended, I, but I also think I used, it was just one cup of cranberry sauce, I, which is what the recipe called for, but I should have, if I had had more, I would have put more in. Mm. Uh, season to taste. More you cranberries. You do that with muffins, though. That's where it gets tricky. I did put extra cinnamon and cardamom in it because that's what I do with every single thing I make if it calls for cinnamon. I just put more. A little bit more. Mm -hmm. Cinnamon, yeah, always. Um, I had a hot toddy last night that had cinnamon, um, fresh fresh nutmeg and cinnamon put onto it. And it made um, one of the people I was with uh, cough and sneeze (laughs) because they inhaled it. (laughs) The cinnamon challenge 2020. Yes. Uh, you remember that? I do. Yeah, I remember challenges. Yeah, that was. Isn't it it really dangerous though? Because it like dries you out, like the cinnamon. I remember hearing that. Oh yeah, there's. I mean, there's no way that could be a good idea, right? Like, yeah, inhaling a what was it like a tablespoon of cinnamon? I can't think of any reason to do that. Yeah, it could be good. It's heightening challenges, I guess. But now we're done. Nobody does challenges anymore. (laughs) They're all over. (laughs) let, Let us hope. Now it's just memes. Just yeah, memes are the new challenge. Um, or vines. People vine. People challenge each other to dances. Matt, what year are you in? Vines. Vine is the I, long dead. Yeah, I think it's TikTok now. The, I just I call TikTok vines whatever. I, I honestly I could not tell you what TikTok is. I see them sometimes. Sometimes people are dancing. Sometimes people are lip syncing. I honestly haven't a clue what it actually is. Uh, uh, I just heard out. I heard t- like today that Spotify is adding stories. So that's how we know what, really? when, where we are is that we're past, we're past fleets. We don't care about fleets right now. Spotify is adding stories. <laughs> interesting. That's actually very interesting for me. Huh. Okay, I can see how there are some people, namely musicians, how that would be helpful, but why am I putting a Spotify story out there? I would, I mean, I don't, I don't know, but a lot of TikTok stories are, or TikTok whatevers are just uh, people doing stuff to music anyways. And so and right. same with the Instagram one. So maybe Spotify just sees like, hey, we could cut out, <laughs> we could cut out the middleman on this. We are a music provider. <laughs> Let's just do it here. Right, right. Um, That's interesting. Oh, and this is what I use TikTok for. I went on this rabbit hole a few weeks ago where there was this man who would watch paint making videos, like household paint and the different colors that go into mix like different colors and you try to guess which color would be made and he'd always be wrong and it was great that sounds like something that you uh 
like it's like two in the morning and you've gone way too deep down the YouTube rabbit hole. Yeah. That sounds like something like that. Yeah. I watched as many as I could and then I ran out and then I was sad because <laughs> there were no more left. <laughs> um, you know, I think we've chit-chatted. Do you guys think we've chit-chatted? I feel like we have. I, I definitely, I concur. We've chit-chatted. Okay. Um, excuse me. I have to get ready. Because now it's time for tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea talk. Tea talk. Uh, Emily just drumming on a tea tin. Well, I'm sorry. I need, I don't have a full setup of instruments. This is what I have. I have okay. a tea so. tin and I have a spoon. I'm just letting the people at home know what that noise was. <laughs> um, we did not discuss who we want to go first. So I'm going to pick and we have a guest and I think it's nice to have the guest go first. So guest, Corey, yes, yes. what tea are you drinking today? So I am drinking a peppermint tea today. Mm -hmm. um, this particular brand is, uh, I think it's by the Tea Spot. I'm, I'm guessing you guys maybe are f familiar with them. Um, it's a loose leaf tea. And I used a little duck thing with the little basket. Mm -hmm. I feel like you might have one of those. Um, <laughs> it's quite good. I, peppermint tea is, so I have kind of like a few different categories of tea. Like if I need caffeine, I usually go for either green tea, like a matcha green tea or black tea. If I'm just drinking like a tea for flavor, I'm, I almost always go peppermint. It's my go-to. Um, nice. So for this peppermint, is it a true peppermint or is it like, like, is it like, we've had some that were spearmint or like different, different varieties of peppermint or is it just straight peppermint? I believe it's just straight peppermint. Like I've had, um, I've had this, like a few different brands of peppermint tea. So I'm not like, but I think they're all just straight peppermint. I don't think I've ever had one that's like a blend. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, does it taste like a candy cane? A little bit, a little bit. I put a, I put like a little honey in too. So it's a, it gives mm. a little sweetness. So mm. it does kind of, it does, it's very like, very calming, soothing. Okay. I'm a fan. Um, I want to get into your tea drinking habits. Now you have mm. different categories of tea, but how often are you drinking tea? Mm, like probably a few times a week. So I'm like, I'm a huge coffee guy. Like at first thing in the morning, always coffee. Um, but I also like tea a lot. So tea is usually for me more of like, if I need like a little caffeine mid afternoon, like, let's say I'm, I'm a little tired, but like if, if I have a full cup of coffee at like 4 PM or something, it's going to be too much. So I, yeah, that's when I'll usually go for like a green tea or a black tea. That's like a little less caffeine. Mm -hmm. Um, otherwise like sometimes after dinner, I'll have like, like, like an herbal tea, like the peppermint tea or something and have, um, maybe like graham crackers with it or something like that. Do a little dunking. You dunk your graham crackers into your tea. I did not know this about you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Soften them up. Why is that like sacrilege to you or something? It's not sacrilege. I've just never even heard of this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's great. It's a great move. When I eat graham crackers, I want them to be crunchy. See, I know that that that's like more of a common opinion, but like, I don't know, for some reason, graham crackers to me, I always prefer them. I think it came from my mom. Cause my mom used to open, she would like buy animal crackers and open them so they would get stale so that they would be soft. And I think that just like, I guess that's like a genetic trait maybe. So same thing with me and graham crackers. I like them better when they're softer. Wow. I feel like that is a kid thing. Like uh, you get like, you have like a precise way you like a snack. Like th that, that stale graham cracker or stale animal crackers, like that hit a spot in my memory. Not that I like that specific thing, but I feel like there were certain things I was like, yeah, I like them when they're a certain amount old. <laughs> yes. Yeah, totally. Totally. Hmm. I get that. When I was younger, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before, but if I drink chocolate milk, which was fairly often chocolate milk's a delicious drink, but mm -hmm. 
but I would, I would take a spoon and I would take my cup and I would just do like spoonfuls, drink, spoonful, drink until it was like at the very bottom and my spoon couldn't reach. And then I just had to chug, <laughs> chug the rest. Hmm. It took so long to drink chocolate milk. Maybe that's why you did it. You were trying to savor it. It's true. It's a delicious drink. It is. And sometimes when they give you the little straw, like if you get it at a diner or something, you can just like two seconds and the whole thing's gone. That's true. Yeah. And I'm a big chocolate milk at a diner person. So I know oh, that. Yeah. I know that too well. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's like, if you're going to a diner and you're not getting chocolate milk, you're not, you're not doing it right. Corey, um, I know you and I don't know each other very well, but I think we'd get along quite well. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. agree. Based on our, uh, our musical milk. tastes and, and sport preferences and chocolate milk preferences, especially. <laughs> I mean, I just want someone to be able to lay down the law and say, if you're not going to the diner and getting chocolate milk, you're doing it wrong. Hell yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's, <laughs> I feel like that's a, just a fact. Mm-hmm. I stand by this. Um, um, okay. So you're, you're drinking, I just want to say you're drinking the peppermint tea by the tea spot. That's correct. Yep. Okay. To answer Emily's question, cause I found some copy. I know Emily loves copy. I do love copy. The tasting notes on this tea. Uh, peppermint leaves make a minty refreshing drink that is highly satisfying, both hot and cold. A native of the Mediterranean, peppermint leaves were often used to crown luminaries in ancient Greece and Rome. Did not know that. I thought it was uh, olive. It continues to browns. be revered for its refreshing aroma, a bit stronger and more peppery than, a, than the spearmint in our Moroccan mint. If you have yet to try gourmet peppermint tea, you'll be pleasantly surprised by its superior flavor. The menthol aroma is a great way to wake up in the morning and clear the sinuses. So see, it's, it, it's very pepperminty and not, if, if, yeah. right in here they go, it's not like this other tea. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, okay, that makes me think of a few more questions for Corey. Is this your go-to brand of peppermint tea? Because this no, is the a, superior flavor. It's actually not. I don't really, I'm not like especially brand loyal when it comes to peppermint tea. Like if, if it tastes good, but my biggest thing is it has to be strong enough, right? So like Matt was just saying, this one has that like big punch of flavor. So that's why I like it. Um, it's also just what we had, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I've had the celestial seasonings one. That one's pretty good too. I'm trying um, to think if there's a peppermint. We had a spearmint tea recently. That was very interesting. I think we had a, like a candy cane one once, didn't we? What, yeah. I feel like we had one like that. That had, I think chunks of pepper, like candy canes oh, like in pieces. It. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I believe I cannot guarantee this that it was from David's tea because they like to put chunks mm-hmm. of candy in their tea. Hmm. Can't say I've ever had that. It was good. Emily. Um. Yeah. Oh, do we want to do the question now, or do we want to save that for the end? I was going to ask you if you wanted to ask if you wanted to ask the question. Okay, I do want to ask the question, Corey. Yeah. This podcast is really centered on one key question. Yes. Okay. Really, everything else that we talk about is really not as important as the question I'm about <laughs> to ask you. So I just want you to know that this is a high pressure answer. Okay, I'll take it very seriously. Think of how you felt going into the SATs. Mm. This is how you should feel about this question. Okay. Would you say that this tea spot, peppermint tea, is your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Mm, let's see. I would say that it is my cup of tea. Wow. 1600 on your SAT. Great job. Always good to hear. Oh my God. Emily, how, how nervous were you before the SATs? I wasn't nervous at all. Mm, okay. Because you can like take them more than once. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> I also, I do where I wanted to go. And I, I sadly knew I didn't need a perfect score to go there. So. 
is there any school that you need a perfect score like <laughs> no but like i i just needed a good score mm-hmm. good to great and i knew i could achieve that not to brag or anything always nice to set your sights at <laughs> good to great <laughs> i just want to uh, be satisfactory um i took the test twice and i um because i i did better in math and not as good in english and then i took it again because i was because you can like m- you know match your scores like um take the best of each and i just got better in math and still worse in english (laughs) so it uh did not improve my well it improved my score marginally but it would have been nice if i could have bumped up like 100 points on the the writing english whatever it's called also i had only two parts to my sats i don't know how many parts you guys had we had the writing section but at the time it wasn't like you could take it, but it was like still in the early phases where the colleges didn't know what to do with it, I think. Yeah. What was it like the essay in the beginning or something? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't I think yeah. I, that, that was, I think that became a thing like right after I took the SATs. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think it had recently changed maybe when we took them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Emily. Matt. No, you don't get to, you don't get to ask me about my tea yet. Fine. <laughs> Emily. <laughs> Uh, you're drinking a, you're drinking yet a second different tea, uh, that is not peppermint. I assume it's not what tea are you drinking? Um, so I'm fairly certain we have not had this on the podcast. And if we have, I apologize. I did check the tea list, but this is Forta, Fort, Fortnum and Mason famous tea chai. Wow. I don't think we've had that. Right. Um, this was given to me, my, my friend, Alex, who, um, went to England and I cats it. My cat sat for her and as a present she got me this tea um do you guys want to hear some copy <laughs> i'd love to you're gonna lay it on us no matter what right yeah. oh, no, i was gonna it didn't matter what you had to say chai <laughs> this tin is kind of hard to read chai this ancient recipe of black tea imbued with indian herbs and spices produces a warm soothing drink that will soothe and satisfy at any hour of the day Traditionally served with milk and sweetened to bring out the spices, it is equally effectual, however administered. Wow. wow. I can tell from here that the tin is like metallic teal with like metallic gold writing on it. Yeah. <laughs> or it's... like brownish writing. Yeah. It, would lo- it looks like it would make a really nice sound if you played it with a spoon, you know? Mm. Like that, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways... Uh, however, this has been administered, it is equally effective, just so you guys know. I How did you this. administer it? I put a one package of sweet and low in a dash of milk. I stirred it up and then I drank it. I did use a cloth tea bag. Mm. So that was pretty exciting. Um, if question uh, related, do you ever put in milk and uh, sugar and, and not stir it? Sometimes. Not no, recommended. Not recommended. <laughs> no, I, I would say I, sometimes I'll start with the tea bag where I like lift the tea bag up and down mm. but I still think that counts as stirring. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe there's a different verb for it. you're bagging it. I feel like there's a, <laughs> a less appropriate thing I could say here, but. <laughs> Sometimes if I drink iced tea, I'll put the sugar on the ice and then I'll pour the tea on top of it. And I feel like that stirs it in well enough. So I don't stir it at that point. Mm. Okay. Wow. You have, uh, you've adequately answered my, whether you sometimes skip stirring question. <laughs> um, 
anyways, this is a, apparently a famous tea company in England. Um, and I've had this tea forever. So this is my tea that I'm drinking today. Um, nice. Why do you think you've had it so long? Well, partly because I, as you know, I have too much tea. Um, and it's, it's currently a problem. I'm looking at my tea shelf right now and I'm just there. I'm overwhelmed by teas, but this one I didn't open for a really long time because I had other teas to get through. And then I opened it. And just so, just so the listener knows out here, there was 8.8 .8 ounces of tea in this container at the beginning. And I've been drinking it pretty steadily since June and it's still like half full. <laughs> um, um, so it's just a lot of tea. I'm glad you're keeping it fresh. You're, you're not giving it the animal cracker treatment of opening the tea before you start drinking it <laughs> to get it to optimal staleness. <laughs> I Listen, I want my tea bags to remain fresh and alive. I have been pre-packaging this tea like in tea bags as I, as I get them to make, encourage me to drink this tea because it's, it's taking me so many months. I'm trying to find the ingredients list of this exact tea. Oh, there it is. There's tea, cinnamon, cloves, ginger, cumin, coriander, star anise, and fennel. Hmm. That's the ingredients to my tea. There you go. Wow. Um, so it's a chai. It's a chai, yes. Does it, uh, does it taste like um, a chai latte when you add in all the milk and sugar and stuff? Um, I will say I once tried to make an iced tea concentrate out of this and I don't think due to the tea, I think due to the, the maker of the tea, me. Um, user it, error. User error, I, it did not work. It was not strong enough, even though I tried to make it strong enough. Um, but in particular that this tea does, uh, it's not quite a latte because I didn't put enough milk in it to feel latte-y, but it's got like that vibe. It's got, it's got a cinnamony latte-y vibe. I'm a big fan, big fan of chai lattes. It's a good drink. It is a good seasonal beverage as well for oh, right yeah. now. I don't know if I've shared this on the pod or really with anyone because I do find it embarrassing. But um, since we've been back at school, like in person, which has been over a month now, I've gone to Starbucks every single morning. Wow. As my reward for going. Congratulations. No, it's like too earned, much. I feel like you earned that. Thank you. But it's too much. Every time I get it, I'm like, I need to stop doing this. And then every single next morning, I'm like, I gotta get that Starbucks chai latte. They are good. I just had one recently for the first time in a long time. Ugh, so good. They are good. It's very good. Um, um, Emily, Matt, do you have anything more to say about this tea, or should I ask you an important question, an SAT level question? Um, I don't know if I've ever had cumin in a chai. That surprised me. Um, but. This, the ingredients list made me think of that. My mom doesn't like chai tea because she thinks it tastes like pumpkin pie in a drink, which I can't imagine not wanting to drink and eat pumpkin pie at all times. So that doesn't bother me. But in the pumpkin pie I made recently, it also had cinnamon, cloves, and ginger. So. Yeah, I'm like, I want a pumpkin pie drink right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I want a pumpkin pie chai, which I think you could probably make them make you at Starbucks. <laughs> they probably have like a pumpkin... Oh yeah, like a pump of like pump the, of the pump. pumpkin stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, pump me sure. some pumpkin in my chai, Emily. That's a good idea for tomorrow morning. <laughs> well, I think their pumpkin is probably gone now. Um, they're on to holiday drinks. They can't. They can't just have them both. They gotta they, have it somewhere. No, they. So guys, I worked at Starbucks. 
Yeah, so you know that there's the secret storage facility where they keep <laughs> all the out-of-season pumps. <laughs> no, right now, my go- if I'm getting a holiday drink, which I'm probably just getting a chai, I'm going to get the chestnut um, chestnut praline latte. Uh, I don't think I knew I, that existed. I've had, the praline, I've had the chestnut praline chai. Oh, that's, that would be an interesting... Be an interesting thing. I wonder if I can order that on the app. I wonder how easy it would be for me to order that on the oh, app. Oh, ordering on the app, man. Ordering anything at Starbucks on the app is crazy because you can put whatever garbage you want in your drink and they have to just make it. Like you can <laughs> tell them all these weird pumps of things. And there's something like you can make a drink up to 20 pumps of <laughs> oh, <God>. syrup. <laughs> um, and something like I, I ordered like a, a London Fog is a uh, Earl Grey uh, like latte style drink. And it says they put three pumps of vanilla stuff in there, like by default. And like, that's kind of a lot of sugar, three pumps of that, plus all the other crap they put in the drink to make it a London fog. Um, I, I, last time I ordered it, I reduced the number of pumps. I think I just said, I think one vanilla is enough. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Um, I will say they probably get that number from, they have like a base, like, Usually if there's a, it's a grande drink, I think it's four pumps of syrup and two shots of espresso. On a, a venti, it's like five pumps and three shots of it. Like it, it depends on the size of the drink. Yeah, I just think that's still so many, like if you're just trying to add a flavor to something, it seems like so many pumps. Like the biggest drink should have like three maybe. <laughs> that's my opinion. But I also don't like having, I don't like when flavor is like, uh it's just like so overwhelming you know i like good flavor but at some point it's like oh why don't i just like you know suck on a hard candy that tastes like this <laughs> instead of get the drink <laughs> Drink 20 um, ounces of it yeah yeah mm. uh emily do you find this chai tea from uh from our past podcast guest uh, i assume alex royston yes yes um from the episode queuing tar- tar- target and queuing yeah. target, target and queuing with alex royston see i'm remembering all the guest episodes now this uh poor portum and mason uh famous tea port portnum and mason fort famous teas. Fort. fort fort oh it port fortnight <laughs> and mason chai tea <laughs> Is this, uh, it's, a, it's, what is it, Fortnum? God, this is so hard to read. It does look like a P. It really does. It does. I promise you that it's an F, though. I can see why you guys think it's a P. Yeah. Uh, Fortnum and Mason, famous teas, chai. Is this your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Um, it is my cup of tea. I do want to say that my, my wanting to get rid of this tea has nothing to do with my enjoyment of this tea. I just have other teas I want to get to. Mm-hmm. but I do enjoy this tea. Um, it's a nice, it, I'd say it's not too strong of a chai flavor. So it's not like in your face cinnamon, um, but it's still got a nice flavor. It tastes smooth um, and I enjoy it. So it's my cup of tea. Wow. We're going good. We got two for two so far. Oh, yeah. For two. Wow, Matt, it's all really up to you. What's going to happen next? Matt, you know me. Tell- you know me, I like way too many of my teas. I know. <laughs> Um, Matt, will you tell me and Corey about the tea you're drinking? I will, I will tell you too. And I, I'm going to say to listeners, you are allowed to keep listening. Don't stop. (laughs) In fact, if you have the recording, if you're doing that podcast thing where you speed up the podcast, make sure you slow it down. So you hear every word I have to say. Um, (laughs) 
I am drinking um, kind of one of the last teas I have that Emily and I don't both have. <laughs> so I have to like think about stocking up somehow. Um, it is a tea Emily bought, and I'm going to consider it a gift to her, gift from her to me, even though it really wasn't. Uh, it is the Tumblewood Teas. Oh, yeah. Uh, Boulder River Current Tea. It is a Pura tea. And uh, it's, uh, it's from, um, where, where was it again? Um, the Museum of the Rockies gift shop in, was it Colorado or Montana? Um, it's either Colorado or Man Montana. I think it's in Montana. Mm. A couple of states I would never dare call flyover states to Emily. Thank you. <laughs> Even though um, the coast know that. <laughs> what was that? Hmm? What was that? Nothing. Okay. There's there's no East Coast bias going on here at all. No, no okay. whatsoever. I got it when I went on my Yellowstone trip. We go to the Museum of the Rockies beforehand. Yes. Uh, so I made this tea. Um, it's it's like a single serve, so it was enough for like one pot of tea. And um, I will say that when I was making it and I was smelling it being uh, steeped, I was thinking I'm gonna hate this tea. <laughs> it just it had this like really strong aroma of like dirt <laughs> just mm. smelled like dirt <laughs> and um, um i was thinking that doesn't that's not enough that's not a pleasant scent um but then as i started drinking it i was like oh this is this is a, this doesn't taste like dirt <laughs> <laughs> it sort of has like a bit of a of a, a, a caramel taste to it caramel taste to it <laughs> um and which I think is maybe where I was smelling the dirt smell from. But then when you actually having does caramel it, taste smell like dirt? I don't know. Listen, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't smell. I don't smell caramel that much. I guess it's it's, it's burnt just, sugar, right? Yeah, that's all it is. Have you ever watched the Great British Bake Off? Like, so yes, the thing that I'm I, the thing that I'm sort of um, comparing this to is like sometimes when you get like a really dark, uh, almost not quite sweet but kind of caramelly beer it kind of can have the kind of dirt smell to it i know what you're talking about yeah thank you Corey. like if you uh, were get, if you were drinking like a stout or something that had that like right that kind of like i know i like earthy kind of smell it's earthy but also has a kind of a caramel to it i don't know how those tied in together but uh somehow they do <laughs> um you guys lost me when the word stout was brought into this yeah it's a it's a definitely a dark beer thing. Yeah. Um, uh, the ingredients: pura tea, currant, the the like the berry. Yep. Mm -hmm. Natural flavor, and uh, friend of the podcast, cornflour. Oh wow! <laughs> I could see the little cornflowers when I was um, making making the tea. There were little blue flowers in my tea. Mm -hmm. So I was like, "Ooh, cornflour." <laughs> Um, do you taste the currants? Um, yeah, I guess I, I get like a little like a like a dark berry taste to it. Um, I don't super know what currants taste like, but I guess I kind of can almost get like a, a general berry feel from this. <laughs> and uh, like if you had like evil blueberries, that's what this tastes like. That's what I think of currants, evil, blueberries. evil blueberries. I don't think I'll ever think of currants any other way again. <laughs> Please don't. Um, <laughs> so I 
don't have ever had an individual current, but when I studied abroad, um, kind of basically the reason Corey is in my life. Um, but we, I was there with lots of people, but his wife was one of them. Um, and we, there were so many currents there. There was like, we would get like current syrup in our cider and it would make it all red. And there was like jam that was current flavored, but really you just got to go to Cambridge to figure out what a current is. Yeah. I don't feel like current is that big a thing here. Yeah. Really we got, up. we got, we got blueberries. We are like, we don't need currants. We got blueberries. Right. We just call them evil blueberries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I've had, I've had, I definitely had currants before. And I will say that currants, I believe were somebody in somebody's top five fruits on our, uh, uh, first and only ever summer special episode. <laughs> um, I, don't I, believe was, uh, I believe Sasha's. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Sasha's list. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I, I have that blueberry taste in here, kind of. <laughs> and uh, that's all I really have to say about this tea. So, do you taste the the purpura-ness of it? Do you think that's where you get the dirt smell? Because that is kind of like an earthy tea. Yeah, I think that's probably where it ultimately comes from. Uh, I'm not enough. Of, I've, I haven't had enough of these to to really be an expert on pura tea. But I, if I if memory serves, we've they've typically been kind of um, either earthy or chocolatey, which mm -hmm. chocolate can also be that way if it's like, you know, more organic chocolate. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I get that. I get that flavor. Okay, Matt, are you ready? I'm ready to answer a single SAT question. The, the stress of just one question on the SATs. Yeah, but it's like the question that's like the difficult one to answer that you have to like skip and go back to at the end. Because oh, on the knows. SAT, oh, was it the ACT? But if you could narrow it down to just uh, two answers, it's better to guess because a wrong answer is only minus 0.25 points. So if you're playing by the statistics, um, if you have no clue, it's better to not put an answer down. But if you can get it by half, it's better to guess. Somebody took the Princeton review course, I see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm pretty sure I've the heard ACT, that yeah. they say to just, when in doubt, just fill all the bubbles in because you don't like lose points for a wrong answer. Mm. Uh, see, now I never took the ACTs. I didn't either, yeah. No. Um, I can't say for certain that they're a Midwest thing because I actually have given some, like I've proctored some ACT tests here in the city. I definitely know people who but, did take them. I just made the choice to not. Same. <laughs> They started, uh, they, they kind of started, I think, as a Midwest thing and then like have progressively become a lot more commonplace. Mm -hmm. I think there's also like a sense of um, that, um, you know, there were certain biases between the tests, especially gender bias, and that sometime uh, there was something to be said about if you were to do, if you were to think that you would do poorly on one test, you might want to try the other one to mm -hmm. counterbalance some of the biases built into the tests. Uh, right. although I believe I, I think it's because I did the SATs first and did fine enough that I was like, okay, I don't need to take this other one. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'm ready for my question Anyways. and I will answer it no matter what. <laughs> Matt, would you say that this tumblewood tea, oh, I got it. Tumblewood teas per boulder river current tea is your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? First of all, I'm just getting that current is like, you can have currents in a river spelled the other way. It's a pun. Yeah, it's a pun. Um, okay, so I've narrowed the question down to two possible answers, which yeah, is- Yes, so you should answer. Cup of, cup of tea or not cup of tea. And if I answer <laughs> this wrong, it's only minus 0.25, so I'm good. Um, uh, it's my cup of tea, it tastes good. Yeah, it's fun. Are you sad you don't have more of this tea? 
Um, I'll live. Okay. <laughs> that's good. Um, uh, that's three for three. Wow. Right. It's our first three for three since at least March. <laughs> yeah. Um, can I tell one tea story before we end tea talk? Oh yeah, we've already we're already setting a record for tea talk. So let's just. <laughs> um, it's a very quick story. Yeah. Um, so I get Misfits Market and they send me weird vegetables, but on it you can do like these add-ins, like you can get like more specialty produce or like like different teas and like different like syrups and stuff. But there was this turmeric chai concentrate I wanted to try because it sounded good. This is what I received instead of the turmeric chai, which I did order correctly. Whole bean peas coffee. Oh, that's not the same thing at all. It's not the same thing. <laughs> so now I just have this bag of coffee. That's coffee. <laughs> Emily, if you want to send it to me, I'll take it. I, I use whole bean coffee all the time. Um, I am, I'm going to see if I can grind it up in my magic bullet. And I just got like a reusable Keurig thing. So I'm going to see oh, how nice. it goes. But if I hate it, I will send it to you. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, there it's, we go. I'm sorry about very your... much like coffee. Yeah, I mean, it says coffee right on it. I know, but I wanted to try the turmeric chai. Yeah, that's a bummer. <sighs> it's okay, I'll survive. Tea talk done? Tea talk complete. Okay, now it's time to ch 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 check in. We're doing a check in. Let's nice. check in. Um. Okay, so Corey, since I've discovered you're going to be on this podcast, I say that like we didn't ask you. <laughs> Right. Like you just appeared. Like it was a big surprise. Yeah. Um, I was like, what topics do I want to check in with Corey about? And I have two. I've settled on two I really want to talk to you about. Okay. I'm looking One, to because I mostly just want you to have a conversation with Matt. And two, because I do consider it one of the foundations of our friendship. I would like to talk to you about hockey and baseball. Oh, yeah. Oh, perfect. Wait, I... um, tell us we can't spend forever on this. Tell us about your favorite hockey team and why. Okay. Well, my favorite hockey team is the New York Rangers. Boo. Uh, well, just got the number one overall pick. So brighter days are ahead. Um, so I actually, I wasn't a huge hockey fan growing up. I um, did go to the first hockey game I ever went to was a Rangers game. Um, but I always kind of liked the sport. Like I skated a lot when I was a kid and everything. Um, but um <laughs> It, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it grew on me. Actually, the reason I started watching hockey is because, um, I was a baseball is like my number one sport and the Yankees had gotten knocked out of the playoffs. Um, it was the 2010, uh, playoffs. And I was like, like, you know what? I need something else to watch. And I started watching the Rangers and I got hooked and I have been hooked ever since. Okay. Um, I'm still mad at you just so you know about the whole Panarin situation. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Oh, he is a stud. I'm, I would be upset too, if I were you. Yeah, and I consider you to be solely responsible for it. Oh, I did. Well, I did personally sway him. I spoke with his agent, and uh, I learned Russian specifically for the, um, you know, for that that contract negotiation, and it all worked out. So, wow, wow, sorry about hockey that. nerds here. Yeah, <laughs> he lives in Connecticut. I do. He, no, you do, but Panarin, I'm pretty sure lives in Greenwich. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. he's my roommate, actually. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. He I lives didn't know with, that. Yeah, he lives. He lives with Katie and I. Yeah, he lives in the guest room. It's fine. Oh, that's kind of neat. <laughs> yeah, it's, you, it's great. When you have visitors, like when I come over mm -hmm. or if someone else comes over, do you kick him out or, or he's usually just... he's usually in the loft. You just don't really notice him. He's quiet. Keeps to oh. himself. I mean, he has to be practicing a ton, too, right? Like just yeah. always practicing at the occasionally gym. I hear, you know, pucks hitting the walls, but it doesn't bother me. Mm. 
he does that thing where he lays he lays out in bed and throws a hockey puck at the wall yeah, and it bounces right. back <laughs> it just except it's a hockey puck so it just bounces in a different direction every single time and he has to yeah. be getting it <laughs> and now let's talk about baseball i'm not going to oh, be involved please. in this conversation too much but Corey, you love baseball matt you love baseball talk whatever you know what's weird um and i'm sure this wasn't intentional because neither of us knew you were going to ask us but i'm wearing a red shirt Corey's wearing a blue shirt, which happened to be uh, somewhat representative colors of our op- opposing teams that we root for. <laughs> Very true. I was actually thinking about wearing a Yankees, uh, some kind of either hat or a shirt, but I decided against it. I wouldn't upset Matt on his own podcast. So I would, I'd, um, I'd be so upset. <laughs> um, I'm kind of mad at the Yankees right now. Anyway, honestly, they're, they're not doing the things I want them to be doing. Let's just put it that way. Um, um, I'm just going to grab things from my shelf here. Oh boy. Oh, yeah, I'm not going like Red Sox gear. Well, no, I have, I hear her a Red Sox bobblehead. Oh boy. And I have a, I have a old Mets bobblehead. So not quite Yankees. Oh, okay. All right. I actually do have, I have some like Mets giveaway stuff that I got at Mets games. I'm not like, a, I'm not really a Mets hating Yankee fan. I know those, those exist in droves, but I'm like pretty cool with the Mets. They're fine. They don't bother me. Yeah. It's the Red Sox really who are my, ugh. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'll say, you know, um, this wasn't the best year to be a Red Sox fan. They were kind of, cra- they were kind of crappy. <laughs> yeah. It was not a great season. Um, and they traded Mookie Betts to the team that eventually won the world series. <laughs> and he was an absolute stud for them. And I was, I'm a huge, I was, well, you know what? I guess I still am a huge Mookie Betts fan. It's fine. He's not on my team. He's still pretty sweet. <laughs> Yeah, I get it. I get it. And they're listen, they traded him. It's not like he walked away from them and spurned them when they made him a great offer or something. Yeah. So and he also bowled the 300 once, which is a pretty sweet fact about him. <laughs> yeah, he's an incredible bowler. I, I actually I love when people bring that up. I think it's so funny. He's um because you know, you hear a lot of these like baseball players like Aaron Judge, right? He was like an all state football player, basketball player, um, baseball player, and he picked baseball, but you don't hear about a lot of guys who are like, oh, he was an like all pro baseball player and bowler yeah i it's pretty <laughs> not as common uh I mookie's need, the best need yeah, to go rolls, become friends does. with mookie bets because as you both know i love to bowl yeah oh there you go so even so you, you found a way to get involved in this yeah yeah you're in um, um i will say up here on my wall i'm, I'm gonna point but not really show i have my 2004 world champs poster that i got from the victory parade oh <laughs> Which was Ugh. my honestly the best year of my life was probably 2004. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely one of the worst. That that was oh man, that was a rough sports year for me. I didn't like that. I was, was actually pretty- fun fact. I was at the first three games of that series. Um. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're basically the reason that the Red Sox came back, more or less. Um. You and Kurt Schilling's bloody mm-hmm. sock. I was at that game. I was there. I um. I will say that I was pretty sure it was over because I had like, uh, I don't know if I've told this story in the podcast before. I probably have, but uh, I had tickets for a concert on the night of game four. Mm. And I was like, well, there's this game, this series isn't going to be a sweep. They're going to lose, right? It's not going to be a sweep. (laughs) And then it's like Yankees win the first three games and I'm like, shit. (laughs) But I'm also like, well, it's still just game four. Like it'd be a bummer if they lost, but it's not like if I watch this game, uh, you know, it's not like this is the the deciding game. It's not like game seven or whatever. Right, right, right. So I was like, well, and I was in college. So <laughs> I wasn't going to, if, if, if a college student pays for a concert ticket, you got to go to the concert because I don't have money to just throw around <laughs> and be like, right, right, skip right, the yeah. concert. <laughs> 
incidentally, the concert was across the street from Fenway Park. Oh my God. Um, and uh, I was like, all right, whatever. I'm going to the concert and then I'll like leave and I'll be like, out, I'll be outside Fenway or whatever and I'll be able to like know what the score was and all that stuff. Well, I find out like, you know, the game's still going on. Uh, this of course ends up being the record like five hour long game. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I get back to my dorm. I basically watch the you know, concert's over. I go back to my dorm. I basically watch three hours of baseball. I basically watch a whole game anyways. <laughs> uh, and they won. And so I'll, I'll always remember that I was at a concert then. And then, yes, I obviously watched the next three games. Yeah. Ugh. The wor- <laughs> See, the thing about growing up where I, where I grew up, right? Cause I'm, I'm in Fairfield County, Connecticut, right? So we're like an hour from New York city, but we're still in new England. So we're a little bit of a blend when it comes to like fan bases. It's predominantly Yankee fans because of our proximity to New York, but we still have like a lot of people whose family, you know, came from Massachusetts. Um, you get some Mets fans, whatever. So it wasn't like everybody at school the next day when they, when the Red Sox won was like depressed. It was like, you know, half of us, three quarters of us were depressed. And then the Red Sox fans were just insufferable just miserable i didn't want to go to school oh i imagine i probably would have teased the living hell out of you if i it was horrible i was like oh my god sulking around the hallway all day i went to college i did go to college and i'm good friends with someone i went to college with who was is from the bronx um Mm -hmm. and is a giant like yankees fan their her whole family's yankees fans i actually was it i i I like gambled. I I never, I don't gamble on sports really like ever, but I got drunk one time and I bet her dad 50 bucks. The Red Sox would like, uh, I want to say it was like in 2007 or 2008 that they would like eliminate the Yankees or something. And I won, I won 50 bucks because they did like one of those years. Wow. Um, And and, you know, cause whatever, that's her, 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 her whole family's crazy, but she went to college with me and I was probably like completely insufferable (laughs) towards her. Uh, Just like, giving her like the most shit uh yeah i made her wear oh, I, made, I bought her ticket i got me her and some other friends tickets to the sit on top of the green monster at fenway and i made her to see the yankees play this is just like a regular oh, season awesome. game but yeah. i made her wear a red Sox hat uh oh brutal yeah oh, like, okay. like, i got I these never, tickets i got you these tickets my, you gotta wear this hat <laughs> my um well my wife lived in boston when we started dating and she like her dad's a huge Yankee fan and her family's huge Yankees fans, but um, she got, she like went to the Red Sox parade and um, when they won in 2013 and she has like a, a Red Sox hat and I make her like keep it underneath all her other hats. So I don't have to look at it all the time in her bedroom. Um, I probably oh, was, I probably too? was, I think oh. I was also at that parade. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was at that parade. Oh, maybe you guys could run into each other. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> wouldn't have even known. But oh yeah, I don't um, I, listen. The Red Sox have been, I got to give it to them. They have been the better team for, a long time now i mean they have the, the championships to show for it in in the last decade or so so it's been a good millennium two for decades the, this this past the, since the new millennium began uh the red sox have been doing pretty well yep keeping in mind the millennium doesn't begin until the year 2001 so the <laughs> there you go oh great so we lose the the one world series that we had from the uh until 2009 you know well you get the 2001 one but you don't get the 2001 <laughs> No, oh, 2000. We 2001 was when we lost to the Diamondbacks. We had oh, won. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Kurt Schilling. Yeah, of course. I, I, yeah, and actually, <laughs> don't celebrate him too much. He is not a great person. Yeah, he's <laughs> celebrating Kurt Schilling, the athlete, the athlete slash Yankee killer. Not yeah. <laughs> Kurt see, Schilling. See, the thing is, it's very easy for me to hate Kurt Schilling, right? Because he's he's 
killed my team like wherever he pitched and he's also just a horrible human being so i don't have any problem hating him i will say i will say i've um i will say fuck that guy oh <laughs> but the, he's a good thing good i'm happy he had these two uh or had a couple of good pitching performances over yeah. the years yep that was uh, another tough one i had we were actually uh, i don't want to spend forever on this if you guys don't want to but um i was watching game seven with my family um, Mariano Rivera is pitching and all of a sudden our cable just blew out in the seventh in the ninth inning. And we were like, Oh my God, it's like, what are we going to do? And so we like ran and grabbed the radio, turned the radio on to like AM radio. We're listening, right? <laughs> it's game seven of the world series. Mariano Rivera blows the save Yankees lose the world series. So we didn't like, we all got all excited, got the radio cable was gone, big moment. And they lose. It was just so so devastating <laughs> it was not I will say, fun i will say the fact that mariana rivera the closer of the yankees for so many years was like like obviously like he was such a superstar he said so so good such a good closer but like oh, yeah. anytime any of these big moments is like it's on i mean not fully on him obviously but like so many of them are on this guy because like most teams like, like i don't know i feel like there's there's very few like mythic closers that exist. yeah oh yeah and so yeah, he's like for years and years of being a Red Sox fan and like announcers constantly like building up Rivera and it's all true, but like watching as a, a opponent fan, uh, <laughs> watching him fail was so satisfying <laughs> because he no, was, I get it. I he's do. so put up there. Yeah. Um, right. It's like, yeah, it's like you finally slayed the beast that like, it's yeah. like you said, it's like, it's a mythological, like he's the one guy you can never get past. You can never. And then when you finally do, it's just the best feeling in the world. I'm guessing the, I'm, I guess now that I'm thinking that the opposite feeling is sort of when Rivera would strike out like in Ortiz, David Ortiz or something like that. Like that's the oh, yeah. other side of that equation is it's like our superstar slayed their superstar <laughs> kind of thing. hundred yep. um, percent. 100%. Well, good baseball chat. <laughs> Oh, and yeah, listen, anytime <laughs> on podcast, off podcast, you let me know. I'm, I'm we'll always down to talk about baseball. baseball one. <laughs> hey, I'm in. I'm in. Um, um, do you, do you, yeah. you guys get your baseball out? I think we got some good baseball. Have there. you hit the yeah, baseball feel, out of the good. park? This feel like good a about slam. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. We're going to check out. Well, actually, wait, do we have anything else we want to check in about? I don't want to. I don't we don't have time. Okay, we're gonna check <laughs> yeah. out of the check-in. Yeah. Um, Corey, thank you so much for being yeah. on this podcast so far. Well, thank you for having me. Um, it is now your topic time, mm. and so just so you know, everything that we have talked about up until this point really doesn't matter anymore because now right. it's all about you and your topic, which is. Okay. Well, let me tell you this first, right? So okay. I somewhat agonized over this. As most who know me understand that I'm, uh, my wife is laughing at me, um, understand how indecisive I am. And I, this is, so actually, this is my first ever podcast appearance. So I'm actually very excited. So I wanted to make sure that I chose a good topic and I debated Yankees and baseball, obviously. Um, even thought about maybe Cody and Cambria because Matt and I have that connection to, to that band. Um, and then I even thought maybe something deeper, like um, how I feel about like social media and how it influences our lives. And then I decided to just, Keep it a little lighthearted because this year I think we've had enough serious discussions. So uh, my topic today is one of my favorite, favorite things to talk about. And that is condiments and dipping sauces. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> okay. So we're talking dipping sauces and condiments. 
Correct. Okay, Corey, I'm gonna ask you the most important question. Yes. In your ideal world, what dipping sauce do you have? King of dipping sauces, number one for me, honey mustard, my go-to. Okay. Love any anything. I'll put it on. There's nothing I won't put honey mustard on. Okay. I think we need to go even further back. What kind of things do you okay. like to dip in other things? What foods are you dipping? Because like there, some people. How much time do you have? I could name every food. I, I literally I can't eat anything. So so my like one of my core beliefs in life right is that I love food, but like food is mostly just a vehicle for sauces for me. Right? It's just how I transport the sauce from the container to my mouth. Mm. So we're talking fries, sandwiches, like chips. It doesn't matter. I'm dipping, right? If it's, if it can be dipped, I'm dipping it. Are, okay. I have a question. Are all dipping sauces condiments? I know not all condiments I, okay. are dipping sauces, but I just want to. So I was actually, I was, while I was taking a shower earlier, I was thinking this exact question over. I had just, could, <laughs> I had a feeling that it might come up and I'm not sure. I'm not, I was trying to define like what makes a condiment versus what makes a dipping sauce. And I'm not sure that I settled on an answer. I feel like typically, like I think of dipping sauces maybe as like a little more, like a little thicker maybe, right? Like like ketchup, for example, like you can squeeze that on a hot dog pretty easily, but like certain like dipping sauces, I feel like are a little like a little thicker. I don't know. It's mm. hard to define. Um, I love love when we define things on this podcast. It's probably one of my favorite things to do (laughs) is, is a salad dressing a condiment or is that its own thing? Yeah. See, I think it can be depending on the application, but I tend to think of it in its own category because like ranch is a salad dressing, but it's also very much a dipping sauce. I've got ranch on the brain. That's for sure. (laughs) Uh, Emily, cheese. what were you asking? Oh, well, I, when I think of condiments, I don't mm-hmm. just think of liquids. I also think of like onions and tomatoes. Would you are those not condiments or are they? Those are like fixings. Fixings. Okay. Or like or toppings. 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 Right? Okay. Yeah. That's more what I think of when I think of like onions and and like relish Ooh, is kind of a weird I was one. Gonna right? say, relish is ri- I was gonna say relish. <laughs> relish is tricky. Relish is tricky. I don't know. I mean it's, it's definitely I would say relish is not something you well, maybe I don't like relish that much, but I, I wouldn't dip anything into relish. No, no, that's not relish is definitely not a dipping sauce. And if, if it is, I don't know that it, I, there's no way that it is actually, <laughs> it's not a dipping sauce. No way. I will not acknowledge that. No, 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 no. <laughs> but it, I, yeah, it's tricky because it's like, I don't know. It, it, it toes the line, doesn't it? Yeah. It's tricky. It's like, um, our hot dog sandwiches, you know? Right. Oh, I believe that's what keeps me up at night trying to f- answer that question. Um, are, uh, are hot sauces condiments or not condiments? I'm going to say condiments M- more along the lines of condiments than dipping sauces, because I feel like you're not really like hot sauce. You're more like putting like a smaller amount on certain things rather than like dunking stuff into it. Cause that can be a little too much. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like a Chipotle mayo, in which case. True. That's <laughs> no, one of my faves. That's one of my faves. And okay. it's a little thicker. See, it's a little up. thicker. Chipotle mayo is my favorite dipping sauce. It's, really? I don't think I knew that. Um, there used to be this place. Um, I think I actually went there once with Katie, but it was called Harriet's something. I think it's closed now. But they had these really good fries. But what was really good about the fries is that this just delicious Chipotle mayo oh. that was like sometimes almost too spicy. Mm-hmm. Ugh, so good. So there was um, this restaurant. It was my favorite restaurant in town when I was a kid. 
um, and it was called 50 Coins. And they had these amazing sweet potato fries, and it came with like this Chipotle mayo. Oh, I, it was the best. That was like definitely one of my that specific Chipotle mayo. Definitely one of my favorite dipping sauces. Now, I will say from my perspective, I was not introduced to Chipotle mayo until I was well into my 20s. So the fact that you had it as a kid is kind of mind blowing to me. Yeah. And I, you know, I had like no tolerance for spice when I was a kid, but that Chipotle, it wasn't like, it was just enough spice that it wasn't like too much, you know? Mm-hmm. It's weird. Cause like, I feel like I knew Chipotle made when I was younger and I feel like it probably came from California. I wonder if it did some sort of weird thing where it just like flew over no. the middle mm-hmm. of the country and no. ended up um, being more <laughs> of a coastal thing. Okay. So it just... I'm going to ignore a certain things that you said because there's no such thing as a flyover place because everyone... I didn't say the flyover places. I'm saying did the did the Anyways. condiment fly Anyways. over and not stop anywhere? I'm I think just... it's a valid question. I think the real problem is is that much like the user error in making the the chai tea concentrate, there was some user error in myself where for a very long time I was uninterested in any dipping sauces that were not ketchup. So I never really had any other dipping sauces, which is why the chipotle mayo i think was so mind-blowing for me because mm. i was like you could dip fries into other things yeah <laughs> i'm a bit listen i'm a big ketchup guy too right like ketchup definitely one of my faves right it's like i'm it's probably on my mount rushmore of of sauces but <laughs> um but like i don't know it's, i don't know if it's like my would be my first choice if i had certain other ones you know i think it truly depends on on the food. So let's go into mm. foods. Okay. Please. We're going to start with my favorite food. French fries. fries? Yes. One what, of my faves too, like out there. What are some valid dipping sauces to go with fries? And, and what is your ideal? Okay. Um, honestly, I think an easier question for me to answer might be like, what are some not invalid dipping sauces? Because the there's not a lot that I wouldn't put on fries. Honestly, um, I would love to hear about the invalid dipping sauces as well. Okay, let's start with the obvious. Relish. <laughs> we're gonna nix, we're gonna just nix relish right off the bat. Um out of here. But let's see. I don't know. I would say like I do love Chipotle Mayo. It's up there. Any kind of like aioli, right? Like mm-hmm. uh love like a truffle aioli with oh. fries. That's mm-hmm. a really good combo. Um, I mean, I definitely can go honey mustard. Like it's gotta be all right, well. Let me, let me say this. I am very particular about the kind of honey mustard that I like, right? So there's, I, I don't know how, like, how familiar you are with the variations of honey mustard that exist, but. Not familiar at all. Okay. Well, so there's, so there's like honey mustard that's more on like the mustard side of life. And then there's honey mustard that's like more like creamier and lighter, right? So that um, the more mustardy one, it's like a little darker and it's not as like creamy and thick and then there's the other kind that's like more yellow and like ken's honey mustard marie's makes a really good one that's the kind i like i don't like the like dark mustardy kind of one so much so like that creamy good right consistency honey mustard that's like probably my it's probably my number one for fries it's up there okay yeah i'll accept those i don't i don't know if i've ever actually had a good honey mustard because the only time I, oh. I only ever use yellow mustard and I put it on my hot dogs. I will show you the ways. Okay. I will. Um, okay, ketchup so too, though. I do like ketchup also on fries. I love ketchup on fries. Me However, too. don't like the smell of ketchup when it's like sitting in the sink or like Agreed. not. 
I agree. So I'm with you. Matt, do you know what the smell of ketchup is? Can you imagine this? Uh, yeah, kind of vinegary. Yeah. Tomato-y. Yeah, it, it loses its appeal when it's been sitting around for a while. Yeah. I'll say I was, I, I, ketchup has fallen from my uh, favor quite a bit since I was a kid. I feel like as a kid, I put it on all kinds of things, hot dogs and hamburgers and uh, fries and whatnot. And I, I feel like I don't put it on hot dogs anymore. Now I'm, I'm a mustard, mustard only when it comes to sauces. <laughs> um, possibly, uh, I guess with a banh mi sandwich, those would have uh, mayo on them too. So banh mi style hot dogs, pretty good if you haven't had one before. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I feel like I don't, ketchup just isn't that big of a part of my life anymore. I'll put it on fries from time to time, but um, so I wouldn't like buy it. That's the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> um but i do like it on hamburgers so hamburgers are sort of the only place i'm putting ketchup mostly these days um can, can we go in before we go to the next food group i just want to go in a little bit of, on ketchup and just say this one really kind of one of the foundations of my life is organic ketchup is bad emily i thank you for saying that I'm, I'm here for you. It needed to be said. I'm like a true, and I'm like, a, there are lots of organic like foods and sauces that I like, but when it comes to ketchup, like just give me the Heinz, like straight up ketchup. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. Yeah. I it's like Heinz is, Heinz is like, what's the other? Hunts? Uh, Hunts, Hunts is, yeah. I don't like Hunts. I don't like Hunts. It's not I as like good. Heinz. I don't yeah. know. It, yep. But even Hunts is better than organic. The organic, Agreed. it's like too sweet. It doesn't taste like ketchup. Give me Agreed. the chemicals. I'm totally, yeah. Like when you get like some of the certain like restaurants and stuff, they give you the like fancy one and you're just yeah. like, it's just not doing it for me. Yeah. That's not ketchup. That's nope. pureed tomatoes. Corn syrup and tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> like... Um. Okay. So let's go into some other foods. Um, right. There's definitely more foods to dip things into, but we have already kind of touched on this. So yes. hamburgers. <laughs> now, some people might Ooh. dip their hamburger into ketchup. Maybe like I do at Shake Shack, but what, so, what condiments, cause these I think would be considered condiments okay. are you putting on your hamburger yeah. in an ideal world? Well, so I, I am a sucker for special sauce, right? Like that burger sauce, special sauce. It's usually just like, it's kind of different everywhere. But like, if I see that on the menu, that gets me every time I'm going to order it. Like I can't resist it. It's like relish mayo and ketchup. Yes. Yeah, like, together. <laughs> some some variation of that um it's usually like a yeah like a pinkish kind of almost like a russian dressing kind of sauce um i love that on a burger um aiolis again mm -hmm. any kind of aioli like could be like a like a pesto aioli truffle mm -hmm. aioli and i'm also like i'm such such a stickler for like having sauce on every bite that sometimes i won't even like put it on i'll literally just like put sauce on every bite mm. I do. I've done yeah. that sauce and everything thing. I'll oh, say yeah. that Emily's dipping question from earlier. I like as a kid grew up just putting uh, ketchup and whatever onto the hamburger itself. Mm -hmm. And then like, I had a friend in like, I want to say like sixth grade, seventh grade around around that age. <laughs> and I went over his like, family's house for a cookout. And he just like poured a bunch of ketchup on his plate and was dipping his burger in it. And it like blew my mind. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? You're not putting it on ahead of time. <laughs> and then I was like, that's, that's pretty good. And I, I, I will say I still would typically 
I'm definitely typically still putting it on the burger, but I'll also like, if I realize I didn't put enough on the burger, now I'm dipping and yes. it's on the burger. It's, it's a little bit of both. <laughs> yep. You get the um, base coat, right? You get the base coat of, of whatever, like the ketchup, and then you just yeah, top it's it like, off it's with a little primer first. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, that's, a, that's a pro move. Um, when I go to Shake Shack, great place. Very good. I get extra shack sauce on the side. Yes. And I'll use it for my fries, but I will also often put more shack sauce onto each bite because I think it needs more. See, that's that's the way to do it. Mm -hmm. That's the way um, to do it. I always get shack sauce on the side because I don't like. Um, I don't. I guess this isn't. This is neither a condiment nor a top. Uh, this is a topping, not a condiment. But um, and, and maybe a controversial opinion. But I'm a big time hater on American cheese, and so when you go to Shake Shack and like we want shack sauce on your burger. They get all like confused when you say like no cheese. Um, so I just order a hamburger with shack sauce on the side and then I don't have to go into my explanation about how I don't want regular <laughs> cheese. I just want the sauce on it. But there, I don't, for some reason it's really every Shake Shack I've ever been to and I've ever tried to make this order. It's hard for them to comprehend. So I've just decided that I'm going to do it my way. <laughs> no cheese, put shack sauce on the side. Thank you. And then they can think it's for whatever they want to think it's for. <laughs> Um, I think this brings, good. Up, brings up an important question. Is cheese a condiment? It's a topping. Yeah, it's a topping. I'll it's put a topping. cheese in the top. Well, what if it's nacho okay. cheese? I was going to say, if it's like queso, right? Like a queso dip, mm -hmm. I would consider that a condiment because of the form, right? It's like, it's more liquidy, right? It's like, yeah. it's not a solid. So I'm a queso. I'm in. I'm in on queso totally. It's also definitely like if you do like Philly cheesesteak style, that's all like the cheese, the liquid cheese thing. Yeah, true. <laughs> cheese whiz, right? Yeah, cheese in a cheese in a number ten can. <laughs> yeah. At school sometimes, although we haven't had it yet this year, they do like a Philly cheesesteak lunch, and the cheese that they bring out for that just every time I'm like, what? I don't want <laughs> Is it that. the whiz? Is it the can of cheese? No, it's like liquid cheese. It's like oh oh, it's like the the ladle with the yeah yeah oh yeah. I'm just like I don't. I don't want that anywhere near yeah. anything. <laughs> I, I get that, but I also want extra on mine. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm, this meal is made for you. I usually make myself a lunch meat sandwich at that point. Mm. Um, okay, I've, there's so many other dipping sauces we haven't even gotten to. Do mm. you like other mustards beyond honey mustard? I do. Um, I like yellow mustard and like Dijon mustard. Um, not usually I like it like, with other things like i don't like like honey mustard is definitely leaps and bounds ahead of those but like on a hot dog i'll put i will put honey mustard on a hot dog but um i'll go ketchup mustard usually like yellow mustard and relish on them too so okay um i have a very important question about honey mustard mm. and this might just be some some silliness on my own part does it taste like honey um, I mean, it's got like a little bit of, it's, it's got like sweetness to it. Okay. So I, I, that like brown, that like darker brown one that I was talking about that I don't like as much usually just tastes like somebody took Dijon mustard and honey and stirred it together, which yeah, exactly. It's not good, but the creamier one is more like, it's like a thicker sauce. I think like it's, it's almost more like an aioli, like it's mayo based and there's okay. honey and stuff too. Yeah, it definitely doesn't taste like I would. Uh, yeah, I know the version maybe that you're saying that tastes more like honey, but I'd say mm -hmm. on the on the whole, it doesn't really taste very much like honey. It's just like sweet mustard. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, um, you guys like marinara sauce? You like dipping uh, fried like cheese, cheese mozzarella sticks, <laughs> marinara sauce? 
Emily, you shaking your head now? No. Yeah, Emily, this, right. is a, this is a verbal podcast. This is. I was that, I was letting I was letting Corey speak, and I was just like letting my opinion be known. No, I didn't know that you felt that way. I I know this is a kind of a hot take, but I also don't really love marinara sauce. Mm-hmm. Not a huge fan. Um, and actually, this is oh my god, people are gonna sorry guys, people are gonna turn the podcast off after I say this, but I like dipping mozzarella sticks in ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> I told you. No. <laughs> I need to leave. <laughs> I tried it one time and I was like, oh no, I'm like upset that I like this because this is going to be a thing now. <laughs> I will say, I do not put mozzarella sticks in ketchup. However, ketchup at its core is, is a tomato thing. Yeah. And mozzarella sticks at their core are a mozzarella based item. Yes. It's mozzarella and tomato, classic combo. Thank, there you go. I gotta well, be I gotta be straight with you guys. <laughs> I know ketchup <laughs> is made out of tomatoes. I know this. In my heart of hearts, this is true. There is uh, uh, beyond them being made from the same plant, they have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> like ketchup is so its own like thing. I don't know. Uh, um well so actually it'd be like I, have, I don't know. I have a question for you guys because along the same lines right you're saying that it's like okay they're not that different i if i have like plain potato chips right no flavor whatsoever i will dip those in ketchup 100 100 times out of 100 some people think that's super weird and to me i'm like a potato chip is a flat french fry they're they're fried potatoes like how is that different and some people just think it's completely different and i don't see the difference so i i think it's an acceptable thing to do i don't do it like if i'm i like the saltiness of a fair, fair enough. of a potato chip by itself so i don't do the dipping but i know many people notably my mother who dip their potato chips in ketchup right so matt do you think there's a difference there like in terms of fry versus chip and dipping that in ketchup i'll say i never i've never thought about it before um i would say that personally i'm not I guess I'm not as into ketchup as it sounds like you are. Right. So, well, yeah, that's probably so true. So I think on just like a preferential standpoint, like I wouldn't do it, but it doesn't sound like, like now that you're saying it, I'm like, yeah, I guess I could see that. I mean, I'll, I'll dip like, you know, potato chips in like, um, you know, like French onion dip or something like that. And that's yeah. like, mm-hmm. you're still putting them, you're dipping them and you're, you're chilling that, you know, it's, cause at first I thought like, oh, well, a potato chip is like room temperature and ketchup used to keep in the refrigerator. So it'd be like, cold on room temp thing and i was thinking that doesn't sound like super right but then i thought about the french onion dip thing and i love french onion dip hell yep. yeah <laughs> um i'm on board with french onion dip too yeah I, my aunt makes this really good dip for chips chip dip it's i think it's like a french onion thing and i can't get enough of that when she makes it oh yeah that's that stuff's addicting i know you can you can make your own french onion with like the like um soup mix that you buy like a, mm-hmm. like the powder mix and just like sour cream you just can just like mix yeah. them together and make your own oh, and i've done that good. before and it's pretty great wow. <laughs> i'm probably gonna try that very soon um i so this is what i use as a dipping sauce a lot and it comes from my time working at buffalo wild wings wings bear sports mm. for so I was many years would, i was hoping we would get to the WEC. <laughs> um that's a bun not a sauce but so at buffalo wild wings they're known for their sauces yep. they have more than when i worked there I think at one point I did have them memorized just because I would get bored and I memorized the sauces. Um, but I like to dip my fries into 
mild buffalo sauce. Okay. I, I, yeah, I could yeah. see it. I don't, um, I'm not like a huge, huge hot sauce guy. Like I like it and I like, like buffalo mm-hmm. wings, but I don't have like a huge spice tolerance, but I mm-hmm. wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I wouldn't yeah. judge you for it. It is, it is hard because sometimes they're, you need the right kind of sauce. Like oftentimes they're too watery, like more of like a, yes, like something you would put on top Ugh. of food. But like at Buffalo mm-hmm. Wild Wings, it's like a creamier sauce. So it like actually yeah, like, like stays on the fry. It's delicious. Yeah. I'm, I'm generally a little opposed to the more wet condiments in general. I'm like, it doesn't stay on the, the, the thing I'm dipping in it. <laughs> it just falls, yeah. just runs right off. Um, like, especially if you get like those the really thin salsa sometimes like at a restaurant, oh. you like, and it just like completely slides off your chip and you're like, what was even the point of this? What was, what was this about? <laughs> yeah, I actually, that's a good, very good point. Mm-hmm. It's like running it under just like a tomato faucet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like just runs right off. Just put some more flour in your sauce. It would, uh, that'll yeah. do it. <laughs> um, cornstarch, thicken it up. I, going back to salsa, like a chunky salsa. I want to see chunks of tomatoes, chunks of onion, chunks of pepper. Mm. Then it stays on my chip. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I agree. Salsa and that's why you gotta get the scoop chips. I'm kind of, I kind of don't like that watery salsa stuff. I don't even, I don't think anyone likes it. I'm convinced nobody likes it. <laughs> they just <laughs> give it to you because it's like usually it's the free chips and they want you to buy the guac. <laughs> True. Yeah. There's a reason they don't give the guac out for free, but they do give the watery salsa out for free. Yeah. Do you think it's just easier to make like they just put it all in a blender? They don't have to chop everything up. Like what? Why? I think it's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> they probably water it down so they can get more out of it or something. I don't know. It's not great. I, I mean, I'll still kind of try to eat it, but yeah. usually I'm just like housing chips by the end. Yeah. I'm not one to say no to chips and salsa of any forms. No, I know. I actually, I picked up, I listened to the snacking episode in preparation of this <laughs> and I noticed you, uh, you said that you, that chips and salsa could be a snack, but also a meal. I don't know about that. You were not raised in the Riggins family household. I, I was not. Tell. I, I, I can tell you for sure that I was not. No, Only one of us was. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, there were nope, two people were raised in that household, and chips and salsa is a meal. Mm, one of us. <laughs> I know, but there were two people raised in that household. <laughs> Although I don't know if he would consider chips and salsa a full meal. We'll have to get an opinion from your brother. <laughs> My brother, something he does with dipping sauces, and I think this is crazy. Um, he will take croutons and dip them in oh, French dressing. I love it. As a snack. I love it. I, that was like a staple of my snack food growing up. I, so there's, this is like one of, Connecticut is known for like three things. And one of them is Stu Leonard's, which you've probably been to, Emily, yes. right? With the animatronics? Yes. There's yes. like animatronic cows and Chiquita banana and milk cartons. There's a whole lot going on. But um, they, it's, it's kind of like a Wegmans where they like make their, like they have brand names, but they also have like the Stu Leonard's brands of everything. Mm-hmm. And they have these amazing garlic butter croutons. And my dad used to buy them when he would go to Stu Leonard's and I would just make like bowls of like croutons and like either like feta cheese or like goat cheese. I think it was usually feta cheese and then just like balsamic vinaigrette. And I would just eat that as a snack. That's good. This is usually some interesting meals you use snacks, um, you guys. <laughs> listen, I get, I got inventive with my food choices, but balsamic vinaigrette, that's another one. Love balsamic um, vinaigrette. I, I must've been in, I don't remember how old I was, but I do remember I visited Katie in Connecticut before her parents moved to Texas. And 
we were snacking on bread and dipping it into olive oil with balsamic vinaigrette. And at the time I had like had that once before and I was like, this is a sauce that you can dip stuff into. It's so oh good. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I bought, so that's like oil and vinegar like that. I like, but like also like, I don't know if you ever had like a vinaigrette that's like kind of like creamy and, and thicker mm-hmm. consistency. That's a, that's really good to dip fries into. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Or I've really that anything. One. That's good. If I'm getting a vinaigrette for my dra- my salads, just so everyone knows, putting it out there, I like a raspberry vinaigrette. Also good. Yeah. Also good. Not my fave, but yeah. I'll eat it. Matt, what's your go-to salad dressing? Uh, oh, I'm a big salad dressing fan. I love salads. I'm a big salad. I'm a salad freak, one might say. <laughs> um, but uh, I do like I do like French dressing, which is in opposition to all the other dressing I like, which I usually like it more oily. Like, I think that you. Some there's some okay creamy ones, uh, but like the fact that French is so high on my list is weird because everything else I like, uh, I'm more of like a I like a good zesty Italian. Mm. Uh, Greek good. Greek dressing is pretty good, um, yeah. And I also like things that are just like uh, I don't even know what they are, but you I feel like I mostly get them at restaurants, but they're just like vinegar and something else. Like mm-hmm. maybe it's just like balsamic and vinegar or something just but very light like it's barely got anything in it and they just sort of coat the leaves with it oh i love it (laughs) yeah that is good we make like we make salads like pretty much every night when we make dinner and we usually do either like a balsamic vinaigrette that's just dijon mustard olive oil balsamic vinegar or we do like a cider vinegar where you just swap the balsamic for cider or like a white wine vinegar and that's they do that definitely at restaurants and i think they use um like champagne vinegar sometimes too all good combos um when i lived in New Jersey, I went through this phase where I was making my own salad dressing mm-hmm. using like soy sauce, sugar, and I don't remember now, but I was like, it was good. But I, I don't know what got into me that I decided I needed to make my own dressing. <laughs> I, do, I like a bottle. I have a bottle that's like made for making salad dressing in. Yep. <laughs> and I, I feel exactly like exactly that bottle. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've used it because I feel like I'd make too much and it would go bad. But like I buy, I have so many salad dressings because I, 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 I go between them. <laughs> um, though recently trying to get rid of all of them, but yes. Um, I think this, uh, we did not really discuss this. Is a salad dressing a condiment slash dipping sauce? I mean, it it's can, not- a- It can be. I, I, I mean, I definitely think it like, it falls in, it can fall into that category, but it's also its own kind of thing. It's like maybe a subset of condiments. Like it's, it's right. in its own little okay. corner where yeah. like- you know what a salad dressing is usually. <laughs> right. It's like all all um, salad dressings are condiments, but or but or dipping sauces, but not all dipping sauces are yeah. salad dressings or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that's fair. Um, have you ever encountered people who, when they're eating a salad, have their dressing on the side mm-hmm. and don't pour it on their their salad, but they take their fork, mm-hmm. dip it in the dressing, and then eat their salad? Yeah. I know we talked about like the fact that I put sauce on like individual bites, but that, I don't think that really works well with salads. I've, mm-hmm. I've tried that. It's like, it's just not like a, an effective salad eating technique. I think with salad dressing, you got to like dress it, stir mm-hmm. it up or shake it up good make sure you get it coated. But I can't. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's, it's not an efficient way to eat a salad. I agree. The, the people I've encountered, they do it as like a a calorie thing where it's like ends up being less dressing. But if right. I'm having a salad, I'm going for it. I, I want that dressing just as yeah. much as I don't want the lettuce. Yeah. No Sweet. calorie count usually is not a driving factor in, in most of my food decisions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I eat relatively healthy, like most yeah. of the time, but um, 
but I'm not getting calories. That's for sure. Yeah. Shall I, shall I offer my dissenting opinion as always? Yes, <laughs> no, yes. please. Especially as a salad freak, we got to hear your. Um, I'm not. I'm not necessarily counting calories. Um, although I will say, I think I'm pretty. I think I'm like, I have the benefit of be of really liking healthy food, anyways. Um, mm-hmm. And I always did, even as a kid. I was like, a, I love vegetables. I was like. I was really good about that stuff. Although like if you, if you, if I go to a party, if I, if I'm at a normal Thanksgiving, uh, I'm at that crudite dipping veggies in ranch dressing that whole time. Just like, Ooh, I'm ready. I'm getting ready to, for the main meal by doing this. <laughs> um, but when it comes to salads and actually, honestly, like regular foods, um, I don't like when it's drenched in something. Um, so I can get really turned off if there's too, too much, uh, sauce, um, or too much dressing and it's just like drowning. So the, uh, like if I ever go to like a, a sweet green or something like that, I always order my dressing light. I like, even light seems like too much. Like when I watch them put it on, I'm like, that might be too much still. <laughs> Cause I like, I mean, and I like the flavor of dressing. It's just like, if it, if the food be, starts tasting like, uh, you know, liquidy in my mouth because it's so slimy and covered in something, then I'm like a little turned off. I like to keep the texture good. Yeah. Um, I do like, the, you know, I like the ingredients in the salad. I'm not, I don't think of salad as a dressing um, delivery system as it was worded maybe <laughs> earlier. Um, I like the dressing. I would never have like a plain salad that yeah. I would be a freaking freak if I wanted a plain salad. But, uh, oh. and it's, but I just, I put on enough uh, to, to, um, I don't know, lubricate the salad, <laughs> but uh, not beyond that. Um, cause yeah, I do, and I like the taste of salad dressing. It's just, I don't want to undercut the taste of the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, there's, there's a tipping point, I think with salad dressings where it's like, for me anyway, like where it's enough and then it's just like too wet and it literally feels like you're just like eating dressing with like lettuce in it. I would say everyone definitely has a tipping point. Mine is just a little lower than most people's. Right. <laughs> and I base that almost entirely on whenever I go out and order a salad, how much I say I want, or like how much I see them, like at Sweetgreen, like how I say it's always light or like just a little or whatever I say. Because like, if there are like three steps above what I want, <laughs> I'm right. like, I must be, I must be insane that I'm like, I'm this low on the, the threshold. Um, and that's like the only reason I would ever want even dressing on the side of a, of a salad is because if I didn't know how much they were going to put on, I'd rather just be in control of it in control of it. Yeah. Because I'd say if they're going to put a normal amount, I would prefer them to mix it up. Uh, you know, if it, and cause I'd rather it be done that way than me pouring it on anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard to get it all integrated properly in those little it plastic is. bowls. That's what's one thing nice about those places. Cause when they chop it all up yep. then you get a well distributed, yep. Everything about the salad is well distributed. That's my biggest problem with salads when I make them at home mm. is that the t- I end up eating too much of the lettuce and not enough of the toppings. Right. And at the end, I just have a bunch of toppings, which is the best part of a salad, but it's it's yeah. all out of whack. Yeah, no, so agreed. this is a big ad for Sweet Green. And if you want to sponsor us, Sweet Green, we'll be happy to take you on. <laughs> uh, I just want to say, I prefer just salad. Just salad. Uh, I don't... <laughs> I'll say Sweet Green, I think it's just been more convenient in life to me. I don't... Um... I've been to just salad before, but I just feel like they're not around me as often as sweet greens are. Maybe there are more sweet greens. I don't know, but I think there are. Yeah, I think so. At least. (laughs) I mean, I haven't been to either uh, since uh, the last time we had a guest on this podcast, probably. (laughs) (laughs) I walked past a just salad recently and I was like, I want to go there, but I didn't, but I wanted to. 
Yeah, it's been um, a while. I... So uh, we are going to be wrapping up a little bit. Uh, but if there's anything anyone wants to, anyone, anyone thinks they need for sure to get off their chest about condiments and dipping sauces, now is definitely the time. <laughs> I have a question okay. for Corey, because this is his yes, topic. Yes. There's a listener out there. Think of me at 17, who's really not very into dipping sauces, hasn't yet fully embraced that all food needs to be dipped into something. Mm. What do you recommend to this person? What is the introductory dipping sauce? And it can't be ketchup. Oh, okay. I, all right, I'm going to say this. Try different aiolis because they the name is a little intimidating if you're not a big sauce person and you might think it's super fancy, but it's really just like there's a lot of different flavors of them. They usually taste really good. And honestly, fries are a great starting place because like dip fries in different sauces and tr- use fries as your like food, your, your sauce testing vehicle because fries are like the perfect thing to dip. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how people like, I know people who eat certain, like just eat everything plain and don't put sauce on anything. And I cannot understand that because it runs directly contradictory to everything that I stand for. So um, yeah, so try, just try different sauces. If you don't like them, don't eat them. But you may, like Emily, discover that you love Chipotle mayo. So don't be afraid. Don't be Um, afraid. I do have one more thing to say. I dip my onion rings in ketchup. Yeah. Is that weird? Totally. Um, I I feel like people have judged me for it, but it's good. Ranch also. Mm-hmm. Onion rings and ranch, very good combo. I'm going to judge the people who judged you for putting onion rings and ketchup. I feel like onion yeah. rings belong in ketchup as much as french fries do. I agree. I agree. I mean, well, I, my history with onion rings says I agree. We all agree. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I don't like, yeah, I don't know. I think anything you can put fries in, you can put onion rings in. That's where that's my that's my stance. <laughs> yes, agreed. Um, in fact, I like getting if a place offers it to get like 50-50 onion rings and fries, I'm I'm all about that. <laughs> Give me the yeah. variety. Yeah, actually I like that too. I also I can't think of like if if I was given the choice of eating fries plain versus like literally any other kind of sauce that's like actually food, I don't think I would ever choose plain over any sauce. Except for maybe like like olive tapenade or something <laughs> that might be the only, might be the only one i can eat mcdonald's fries plain i mean i can eat but i just would never choose yeah it. i often eat my fries plain but that's not a judgment that's that's just i like salt what can i say <laughs> you put ketchup on it you're cutting that salt taste out a little bit it's true <laughs> that's fair yeah balancing it Listen, out i like that other condiment salt <laughs> yeah we didn't um, even get into salt and pepper. <laughs> oh my god! Are those that's a seasoning? Salt? Let's go. Yeah, let's call a that seasoning. a seasoning. Mm, we'll save that for the seasoning episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Corey, do you have anything else you want to add about condiments and dipping sauces? I don't think so. I feel like we we kind of covered the gamut. We just you know, mm-hmm. I uh, I feel good having said all that because it's as you can tell something that I am very passionate about. I'm glad you were able to bring your passions to this podcast. Oh yes. <laughs> I, I, well, after the snacking episode, I, f- I figured that you would, you would have a lot to contribute. So, oh, oh, we did. And then we had a French fries episode as well. So, there you go. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. This is the um, trifecta. If, if you're in New York City and actually don't know if it's open during these times, but Palm Frites is a great place to try a bunch of different oh, dipping yeah. sauces. I have been there. Very good. And that's why I like them, not just because of the fries, but because of the dipping sauces. Yeah. In fact, I'd say they're fries. 
not the best. They're too thick. Agreed, pal. I agreed. Uh, Anyways. Corey, <laughs> thank you for bringing this wonderful topic to us. Uh, thank you. Thank you for uh, giving me a platform to speak my truth. It was an important um, topic. It needed to be told to the people. <laughs> um, Corey, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, sure. So I am a musician. I'm a singer, songwriter, and guitarist. Um, and I actually just released a new song. It's called The Child's Eyes. Uh, you can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, um, Amazon, wherever you listen to music, I'm there. Uh, just search Corey Lewin, C-O-R-E-Y-L-E-W-I-N. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. Well, well, listeners, go do that. I have to check that out. Yes, please do. Uh, Matt, Emily, do you have anything to plug? Um, No. <laughs> I will just plug uh, the sketch that I plugged last episode, Getting Myself a Mini Fridge. It's on YouTube. Search it. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's been out a week, a week now since the last time we talked about it. Although by the time people listen to this, I guess it's been out for 10 days or so. Anyways, check it out. That'd be great. Um, yeah. If I recall, you can even just go into YouTube, straight into YouTube and write in the search bar, because I did this, getting, your, yeah. getting myself a mini fridge. And it's the first thing that pops up. And then there's yeah. a bunch of unboxing videos. Nice. I, yeah, I, in fact, I searched this myself uh, the other day because I know you did it and you did it on the pod, uh, but I was like, I want to see what actually comes up. And it was like people showing what was in their mini fridges. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, you know what should be in their mini fridges though? Condiments? And oh. dipping sauces. Dipping and sauces. Dipping sauces. Sorry, I feel like you queued me up for that and I was just in space. I just wanted one of you to <laughs> tell the listeners. Condiments and dipping sauces. Um, friendship? Tea? I don't know. <laughs> Ice tea could be in your mini fridge. Could be, could be. Um, all right, well, I think that's about it for our podcast. Uh, if you're not already subscribed, please make sure that you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you might get said podcast from. Um, make sure that you are following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TBD Podcast. And if you want to email us anything in the world, uh, complaints, compliments, whatever, <laughs> send those to tbdpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you're going to get you. a lot of you're gonna get a lot of angry emails about dipping uh, marinara, uh, dipping mozzarella sticks in ketchup. Yeah, I'm gonna get lots of angry emails about <laughs> lots of things. Um, we we made a lot of controversial. This was probably the most controversial episode we ever done. Perfect. My job here is done. Uh, Corey, thank you for joining us uh, this week. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. It was a blast. I really enjoyed it. Yay! Uh, I've been fun. Matt Armando. I've been Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD with Matt Emily. Emily. Bye. Bye.